When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to Knife Talk, episode 141. Can you believe it? 141. Knife Talk, the podcast for people who are into knives, whether you're a chef or a knife maker, or you just, you know, knives are your thing. We're here for you every Monday. We have a new show. So it's myself, Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives, as ever, Mareko Momasi of Momasi Fire Arts, and Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. So we're here every Monday with a with a podcast for you. So, guys, guys, what have you been up to? What's been going on? You so want to kick it off, Jeff? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so fucking tired. You're t- <laughs> Why I'm are you so tired? T- Dude, I, I wake this up. Has been a, this is, no, I want to go back to sleep. I'm ready to go back to. I'm tired. It was a long week. Did you drink business a, little, and, a little too much last night? No, has I'm it been working. Hot? I am a. It's hot as fuck, and I'm a yeah, working that man. Help. I, I'm a working man. I'm. I. Uh, I w- was a full week plus. Uh, I had meetings. I got something big coming up with. Uh, this company we're going to be doing in the next few in the future, what I'm really excited about. I can't obviously it doesn't happen yet, so I can't really talk about it. But um, yeah, I got a good. I got some good news. Uh, Julia Davison, Julia Collins Davison of uh, America's Test Kitchen received her knife right before they started filming, and there she posts a nice picture of it, and she was super cool and very excited, and that was really cool. So. My knife will be on their PBS show uh, as she. They're going to be, you know, with what's going on in the world. All these shows have got to figure out ways to, to film without without being in a studio. So she's doing everything from home, and that's super exciting. And then uh, as of Monday, which this will be coming out, I'm going to be starting to do a new signature series, Chef Knife, with uh, Trevor Conk. He's a chef. He used to be at Oriole. He used to be at uh, Blue Hill, uh, Stone Barns Blue Hill. He was one of the main guys there, and mm. he's uh, he runs this. Uh, he's the he runs this company called Little Beat, which is this really nice, uh, f- you know, food company. And then they do re- have a lot of reg- uh, vet. <sighs> Fucking tired. They do a lot of, re- of restaurants <laughs> and vegetable kind of forward stuff. And he's a huge. He's an awesome follow because his sandwiches are about as good as they get so we've known him for a while he's like does a ton of like super high-end sandwiches like really i mean his background is so uh you know high level with working for dan barber and work charlie palmer and all these guys but like now he focuses on this these just delicious looking sandwiches so we pitched him doing a, a giant you know a sandwich knife offsets rated so that's and we're using uh we're using tony is so fucking good he's out and he's out in the north fork of long island and he got from all these you know the, you know when they trim trees you got to do something with the wood so he's he knows a, a few of the landscapers he's like if you find cherry burls like burls in the wood give them to me i'll pay you so he ended up showing up here 
six months ago with like, like a fucking a monstrous mess of these burls. So we've been slowly drying them up and I got an electric chainsaw and I started cutting them down and um, we're going to use the North Fork cherry burls that I stabilize. They look great and we're going to use those. It's going to be very like, it's gonna, they're all going to get put in the chipper and now we're going to use them for these knives. So we're going to start to do that this week and uh, what else? You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a lot of work. Moving, I moved my mother to a new apartment, and that was exhausting. I'm tired. She's very happy. She's got a view of the Hudson River, which is nice. And I'm ready to go to bed. What is it, 9 o'clock in the morning? I'm ready to go to bed. Tired. <laughs> tired. So is your mom settled in the new home now? Yeah, she's much happier. She was in a place that was like, it was an apartment complex. And, you know, she was just, you know, she doesn't have a car anymore and it's just hard for her to kind of like you know she's it's hard it, the, the apartment apartment complexes she was in it was very there weren't people her age she didn't have any friends there was no way for her to get around and it became very apparent that it was difficult for her mm. so we found a place that's much more suitable for her lots of things to do and people to meet and it's there's just the staff there awesome and she's able to you know very be able to do a lot of stuff and it was a very very tough and good move. But she's happy, and I'm happy, and I have a million more things to do. So, Jeffrey, why don't you come see me anymore? That, you, Used that, to be was, such a good boy. Is that your, is that your like, Mel Brooks, 2,000-year-old man Jewish, that's, that's Jewish my, grandmother? That's my, my old lady New York accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. As good terrible. as it's going to get. No, that wasn't as good. That wasn't as good. You know what you would do. Well, Used she's to be Roman such a good Cat- boy, Jeffrey. That, keep going. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's stop here. Do that again one more time. <laughs> Used to be such a good boy, Jeffrey. <laughs> Fucking terrible. That is my. I. You know what? I think I like it when you guys do terrible accents. This is funny. She's. You know, she's Roman Catholic, and I was trying to get her to get involved with. There's a. There's a. Uh, there's a like a monastery here, like a nunnery, and I was just like, you know, mom, the nunnery up here is really cool. They're really cool nunnery. <laughs> cool nunnery. It's a cool nunnery. Maybe you know, maybe that might be good for you. And she's just like, I got another. I got. I'm not gonna. I'm. Ro- I say you're Roman Catholic. You know, come on, man. Let's get this ball rolling. No dice. No dice. <laughs> so that's it. You should have had a busy week and then finishing the week with, you know, moving house. That's Yeah, that's rough. Well, she's right across Nobody the street from me, out. which is nice. And my kid my kid has been like, I tell you what, I, I hear such terrible stories about, you know, uh, kids just not hang. And, you know, it's hard. This whole thing is super hard. Oh, and then, I, and then with the schooling and stuff like that, it's hard. My kid has been like super she's she's taken upon herself upon herself to say like look there's so many things out of my control i'm going to take in as much as i can and be in control so she's been running and she's been taking on these new classes she took an autocad class she's about to start a a, a filmmaking class she's just like i'm not going to sit around and mope i'm just going to awesome. do shit so mm. she's 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 you know for a while she got rid of all of her social media and she's just like i'm gonna do you know she painted a room and she's very without you know mount making her do anything she's been you know so she's been really helpful with me and my mom and yeah, it's just been really it's been a nice time with her she's about to turn 16 so she's been uh i've been very fortunate with my kid very mm. i did see that you posted a pic of her in your shop with you helping out she wanted to come in and i had i had sometimes i try to keep some things that you know i i had her in the shop when she was younger and then it was just like that yeah, this sucks and i was like all right well i'm not gonna force you to come in here anymore so she was just like i said i have a couple things for you to do they're clean it was just basically cutting kydex I had a ton of kydex to cut and it was she had a we had a good time and then uh, this is uh wineberry season which is like wild raspberries so 
she brought a gallon thing and she picked wine berries in the afternoon and we made uh, jam. It was this is a very <laughs> this is this is as uh, 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 as nice as my family's going to get. This is a very uh, wholesome. This is as wholesome as the faders get. So <laughs> it sounds like it's an a wholesome fucking book. week. Yeah. A wholesome fucking week, and I'll take it. <laughs> Mareko, what about your week? What have you been up to? Uh, this last week. Oh, uh, so I have a little hold up on that. <laughs> on that, this uh, the saga of the stainless knife continues. But uh, I got a hold of our friends over at Texas Farrier Supply. They're gonna help set me up. Uh, I'm building a custom saya that matches uh, the handle material. They're actually from the same block of wood, and um, the issue is that the burl it's Buckeye burl and burl has a tendency to be uh, kind of brittle, especially when it gets to the size of what essentially will be a wooden sheath, but only a quarter inch thick for each side. Uh, so I need material to help kind of uh, like shore up and, and stabilize, or not stabilize, but support basically uh, the burl, burl stock. So I'm doing mm. some work with, uh, or getting some stuff from uh, Texas Ferry Supply uh, to help kind of go on the inside of the side underneath the uh, underneath the burl wood to help support it and give it lend it some more strength because the last thing I need is to do all this work and then this burl saya just like kind of cracks and falls apart on me yeah. um yeah it was the last thing and the, that's the last I'm, thing. I'm, I'm I'm so over sayas I really am over them <laughs> I, I, I think blame you. I don't I, blame this, you. this might be one of the last wooden custom orders I take Unless I can find a really, really easy way, which, uh, you know, like the three, three piece construction, which is essentially mm. side side. And then you cut a third blank that goes in the middle and then you just kind of cut out the perimeter of the knife and boom, you got a saya and glue it back together and look, make it look nice on the outside and you're done. That might be something I do in the future if I can f source some inexpensive but nice looking wood. But otherwise, I'm fucking over them. I'm so, I'm you know, so done with it. So you know, it's it's funny that you say that because it, real quick is when I talk to Tony yeah. and say I'm done with something, he says, "Oh, you're not done with it. We just build, we can just make the price higher." Yeah, it's like I'll make it so you know, no problem. <laughs> well, and that's what I thought I would do because I used to it used to be like two hundred bucks for a wooden side, and it was it just the way it kind of derailed everything I was doing. You know, I had to stop all my metalworking and and the flow I'm in for my knife making to do this woodworking, which was kind of a nice break. But at the same time, I was just basically starting from ground zero again every time, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do again? How do I do this?" And because I wasn't making them super, it was like every two or three. Months I would make a saya, and um, and so I actually I bumped the price up, and people still wanted them. And I was like, ugh, <laughs> and I still didn't want to make them, so I'm just I'm just over it because it doesn't make sense for me to start charging even more. I don't think it's just not fair to the customer. I think I need to figure something out on my side, or or outsource it, or refer them more than anything. That's what I'm going to start doing. It's referring them to people. Uh, there are a lot of great um, saya makers around the country. And so I'm, I'll happily it, refer them to. Is other this people. the last part of the knife now? Yeah, it's it's. Is this the last there. thing to do for the knife? Yeah. Basically, I mean, so I do my saya when I do build my sayas. I I build the saya around the knife before I do any of the like the hand sanding sanding finishing work because the last thing I need to do 
or right, last thing I need is for something to happen to the blade while I'm working on the side and playing with the fit up and stuff like that, and then have to go back in and re hand sand and stuff like that. So after the saya, yeah. then I'll finish the hand sanding. Uh, then I'll etch the blade and pff, it'll be basically done and ready to send out. So there's that. I started all making over some... again. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started, well, I have kind of started all over what, while I have this kind of like hold up with the Sia build, I have, um, I started working on steel for the next order and, um, I've gotten to the part where I'm ready. I have my mosaic bar and I'm cutting it down for tiles and I don't know what I did the first time like i haven't had this problem before or for a while but i i cut the tiles down i didn't account for enough material for forging out a 10 inch chef's knife and what's so bizarre is before like i'll i'll be trying to forge out a nine inch chef's knife and whatever the math i was doing before i was easily getting a 10 inch chef's knife if not like a 10 and a half inch chef's knife and i was just like well, what, what did i do wrong this time so i had to actually set that knife down i forged i like i barely stretched it out to 10 inches but because i had to forge it so close to to shape to get that material to move like stretch out that far and wide enough and all that stuff by the time i was done it was way too close to finish and ended up with some decarb um, that I couldn't get through without making the blade overly thin. And so um, I just set it down and I, I went back and cut more tiles, uh, actually the rest of the billet and started for, I, you know, it was a, it was a larger portion. I thought I had plenty of stuff forging it out again yesterday. And again, I I'm like halfway through and I like I have I don't have enough I'm at the as I'm forging out the blade I'm at like four and a half inches and I still you know I still have another whatever five and a half inches to grow and I can't I don't have enough material and I'm just like what the fuck is going on right now this is twice <laughs> in a row now that I have I've miscalculated my like done the math wrong so I gotta sit down and maybe I don't know maybe I've allowed myself to be like too distracted listening to music or whatever while I'm doing stuff. So I don't know. I got to figure it out. But I, but now I'm out of that material and I have to start all the way over by making the material again from scratch. And yes, Jeff, I am going to actually smelt my own steel. No, I'm just joking. Um, so that's where, uh, that's where I'm at in the knife shop. But something a little different I want to do this week actually is to kind of go over some highlight or unless we want to save that after craig sure either way either way okay uh oh, okay. sorry I'll, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll talk yeah, br yeah. briefly about Go what on. i've been up to this week so basically it's been one of those weeks where it's just been hard super hard where there's yeah. just been so much going on so hard, yeah, so hard. Video. you wouldn't believe so like hard a giant rolling but um game. what oh 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 geez so hard <laughs> so hard but uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, example that video. I mean, I was I was hoping to have done that on Tuesday, and I get every day it was put back, put back, and it got to the end where it was like literally last night. It was like, right, we need to make a pizza. I need to film this making a pizza. It's just been so much going on. So um, renovations to the house. We've had builders in, and everything's just been upside down. Everything is every. My workshop at the moment is just full of stuff from the house. We've had to move stuff to, to allow these builders to get on with their stuff. So I haven't got room to swing a cat in the workshop. Um, I mentioned a long time ago about the uh, some packaging, that some special packaging that I was having made. 
and I'm ready to ship these knives out, really. They're very close to being finished, a whole bunch of them, 100 of these knives. Um, and th this packaging, and it was all designed, it was looking beautiful, and you know, they were going to send me the, uh, like the proof. You know, so I could make sure everything fitted right and everything. But this was when we were in London, so, you know, just before lockdown. So then we, when we got to France, they said, oh, we've already sent it to the address in London. I was like, oh, well, I told you we'll be back in France. And I've never oh, actually had no. never actually had the proof. And now they're saying, well, if you want to meet your deadline, you know, you need to approve it. And I'm like, well, I haven't had a proof. And it's just been back and forth, back and forth. And um, I haven't received a proof here in France, so I haven't been able to sign it off. And, you know, sometimes you just get a feeling with it, like a supplier who's just like, oh, they're just fobbing me off here. Something's not quite right. So I decided I can scrap that. Um, I went on another massive hunt to find a new packaging supplier. I found somewhere in Italy, um, and we've actually got something cooler, much, much cooler. And, like, they can be with me within, like, two or three days. It's incredible. So, oh, that, wow. yeah. So if anybody's looking for a packaging supplier, um, I can strongly recommend uh, Packly. So it's pack, P-A-C-K dot L-Y. They're based in Italy. They've got this amazing tool online where you can pick your box, put in your sizes, and they show you like a 3D model of it, and you can add your own artwork. It's, it's incredible. Really good oh, wow. service. And they're really affordable. So they were just like, well, pff, this is my new supplier. I mean, I may well be counting my chickens because I haven't received anything from them yet. But um, <laughs> up to now, everything has been perfect. So I had this. I started the week with this massive headache with with packaging. Um, then we had the issue with it with builders here. We couldn't use you know a bathroom, and uh, we couldn't even cook because the kitchen was out of order. It's just been a really heavy week, and my wife's been working really really hard too. So I've, I've spent you know lots of time with the kids, which you know I'm, I'm thankful for. But it's, I haven't got much done, and it's, every day has just been. Oh my god, the list is growing longer and longer. But um, thankfully, we're, we're all good now. We're all back in shape um, and things are back to normal. But it's just one of those weeks where nothing has been done, really. Really nothing. And I'm just like, oh, I'm glad to see the end of the week and, you know, roll on Monday. What is your what is your packaging? What is the packaging going to be like? Can uh, you describe it a little bit? I can describe it exactly. Um, you you got an iPhone, I assume. I, th I think you both, I do both have you an guys iPhone got an iPhone. Me, yeah. I, yes. I get the, the blue message when you text, so I know you got iPhone. So that, that package in the iPhone comes in is like a box with a sleeve on top of the other box. Mm. Um, and on the top there, you've got a picture of the iPhone. Around each of the four corners, you've got like a gold foiling or a silver foiling, say an iPhone. Um, let's say I was heavily inspired by that, or you could say I just ripped off that design. So it's exactly the same let's thing. Let's say, let's say, maybe you could say, you know, heavily inspired. So it's it's um, a thick white card box um, with the outer box forming a seal completely over it, so it comes right down the sides. Um, the the lid of the box um, has these the skeleton outline, which is like the CAD file of the of the knife. Because my thinking was a lot of these, I'm going to do a lot of these same knives, but obviously different handles. Um, so I'm going to keep it, you know, the CAD form of the of the knife. So you can see the skeleton of the knife across the top. Then each of the four sides, I've got one of those like foiling machines, the gold foiling machines, so you can print things in foil. Yeah. So each of them will have the chop logo on the side as well. It's going to look really classy, I think. It's going to look really cool. And there's a like a sponge on the inside which holds the knife in place perfectly as well. Wow. Um, so they can be shipped directly in that box. They'll go into like a shipping bag then, you know, the, you know, for international couriers and that kind yeah. of thing. And they'll go just like that. So, yeah, I'm Very super cool. chuffed. 
super chuffed. And and this company, they, they they'll do like a one off for you and get it delivered to you within two days. Wow. Oh wow. Um, you, you you pay a premium for that, obviously, because you, you know you're jumping queues and and it's a one off is always more expensive. But you know, for like twenty dollars, you get a one off, and it's like, well, it's gonna be this is gonna be exactly it. And then you scale up them with the the amount that you need, and the price comes down you know, dramatically. You know? Of course. So. So it's yeah, so it's really cool. It's really cool. So I'm really excited about them coming. Um, but like everything, I'm the. I mentioned last week that I'm the worst when I know something is coming. This laser machine hasn't arrived yet, and I'm like, oh, and I can't sleep, and I'm pulling my hair out. Um, I ordered a new camera that hasn't arrived yet, and all these things they just add to the stress all the time. And I'm just like, oh, you take a deep, deep I, breath. I'm amazed that you're like that. I'm the opposite. I I actually got some knives from a number of new makers over since quarantine and i just got one of those pinch mm. knives from adam brackney worker man mm. he makes some beautiful stuff. dude i got the i got two of the pinch knives i got one i got one in the original pre-order and then i uh slipped in his dms i'm like listen let's stop fucking around you know what do you got <laughs> i need another one so so i got another one and i and i and i decided i'm gonna wait open the second one up after i finish moving my mother so it's been in my cabinet the second one's been in my cabinet just like it's a nice thing to wait for Oh, I'm the worst. Right. As soon as something arrives, I'm like ripping out the post person's house. Same thing. At hand. Oh. I'm ripping it open <laughs> no with my way. teeth. No I'm, way. I'm just like, oh. I'd rather uh, wait for something good. Like, same thing with I had a Steve Pellegrino knife. I waited until the end of the day and relaxed and enjoyed it. I'm the, this is how bad I am. Delayed gratification. <laughs> yeah. This is going to sound terrible. This is how bad I am. So if I get something new... I'm the only place in this house where you can get some peace is in the bathroom. Oh, Jesus so Christ. Take the package into the bathroom with me. Are you kidding <laughs> have me? Have a sit down for a good half an hour. Open up the package and just have a bit of peace and enjoy Wait a second. whatever it is. Are you shitting too? <laughs> or are you like sitting on the toilet lid? Well, I get very excited when stuff goes up. Wait Honestly, a second. I, uh... Are you taking your pants so down and, and are you sitting down like in, you know, you're choking your legs out or are you using the toilet as a chair with your pants on? Uh, I'm, I'm generally pants down and. You um, fucking disgusting motherfucker, <laughs> you. I, Multitasking, I'd like to call it. Yeah. God damn, that is gross. But I'm Look the worst. You. I'm the, I get so excited, so excited. <laughs> he gets so excited. I was say, he sounds you like a good poop. Boy Scout. He's just prepared. Oh yeah, is that right? <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got like two red lumps on under above his <laughs> above his knees, and his legs go to sleep. He walks he walks out out of the bathroom with his legs asleep. And I he need to says, get one of those like Japanese toilets that do all the massage and stuff yeah, when he sits in yeah, there. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> I unbelievable. You go, so you, you, you get the post and you're off to the bathroom. Straight off, straight off. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. That's Unless it's gross. a bell. If it's a bell, it sits on the countertop for a week, and you're just like, I don't, oh, I don't man. so that, everything yeah. you've grabbed is, you know, you touch your dick first, and then you, and then you, and then you open it up. I don't make it a point of touching my dick when I go to the toilet. <laughs> well, I mean, Jeff, what do you, you just, know? you know, you just drop your trousers and put it down. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what? God bless you and your honesty. I I respect your honesty and your and your willingness to talk talk about bringing all the things that you love so much in the bathroom. <laughs> I My wife you. thinks it's hilarious. She's just like, no, oh, she doesn't. Off, here he goes. He's off again. And yeah. oh, so funny. <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. So yeah, so I'm still waiting on this on this bloody laser, which is like, the main thing at the moment. <laughs> You're gonna really fuck your knees up when you open that thing in the bathroom. <laughs> no, yeah. A crate arriving. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be sitting on the toilet with a fucking crowbar trying to fit it through the bathroom door. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, that's hilarious. Yeah. But an, an update actually to the uh the laser. So I mentioned was it last week, I think, where 
I love the idea of putting the care instructions, lasering them, you know, on such a surface level onto the blade, and you'd be able to wipe it off with it with just with a tissue, and it'd be gone. But I know then people have seen the care instructions. Um, that's not possible, apparently. Um, you you can di- you can dial down like the intensity of the laser, you know, with regards to percentage. Um, but yeah, it's it's never gonna be that light, so you'd just be able to uh, wipe it off. So that idea is scrapped. So uh, yeah, a few people come back to me and told me that. So that idea is scrapped. So it's part of the printing of this new uh, packaging that I'm talking about mm-hmm. now. It's on the back of the box. So yeah, it's gonna, it's going to look. Re- I'm really excited for this. Um, I need to go to the lunar. I'm so excited. <laughs> about- <laughs> I'm so excited. I got to sit down in the toilet. Is that where you came up with the idea to wipe off the instructions of the back? Was in the bathroom. <laughs> Wow, it would be really cool if everyone could go to the bathroom with my knife and wash off the instructions. <laughs> now wash your hands written on the, on the nice. blade, yeah. Can you imagine? Um, what, what if you did like a, a kind of a paper sheath over the blade that had the instructions on it? That would be cool. They, def- they had the take Whoa, off. Whoa, now we're talking. Idea. It's a great idea. Now we're talking. Great yeah. idea. Like, like a disposable sire. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that idea. There you go. Oh, million, and he's not even 50, in the bathroom. He's not even in the bathroom. 50,000 knife makers going, ooh, at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like the idea. But, yeah, aside from that, that, that's it. That's been my week. It's just been stressful. It's been, yeah, not getting much done. And it's, it's been hot here. And it's, just been, it's just been a difficult week. But uh, onwards and upwards. That's yeah. what I say. Well, I did so something Mark, a little different. Saying, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was. Uh, I did something a little different this week that I thought because we've been struggling with the news stuff, and I thought I would take some notes over the week of some of the things I was seeing that I thought were pretty neat, and play do like a kind of like a point by point highlight uh, reel in a way. Uh, but first, so I'll just kick it off. So first in and uh, foremost, Blade Show is officially canceled. So if anybody missed that. Let it be known. Blade Show is officially canceled. So cancel any flights, cancel any tables, hotel reservations or anything you had um, because it ain't happening. Uh, But second thing, uh, I snubbed a couple of celebrities this week. (laughs) That was pretty fun. Uh, No, I didn't do it. to. Yeah, well, I didn't do it to be mean. It was just I didn't realize who they were when they sent me a message and so I just treated them like anybody else and just I have kind of like a blanket response that I use in my uh, Instagram um, and it's it's nice and it's just like you know thank you for your interest blah 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 but I'm not I don't have anything available and I leave direct me them, alone I direct them to my email and then tell them to fuck off uh, no. so who was it <laughs> uh, one was uh, Lionel Richie's son Miles Richie um, and then I realized who it was afterwards. I'm like, oh, whoops. And what's funny is, you know, I saw the little please blue check. Tell, please tell me your reply was, is it me you're looking for? Please tell <laughs> me it was. There you go. I'm looking for some Bolano Richie jokes. There um, you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I saw the blue check mark and I was like, huh, oh, who's this guy? And I looked through his feed and I was like, he looks like he's a model. And so I was like, all right, so he's a model. He's got like quarter million followers. I was like, all right, but. Uh, uh, it doesn't change my situation so i was just like all right sorry but then uh, i did see a picture of him with lionel richie and i didn't like they look just different enough that it just looked like he was he got a picture with lionel richie and it, his caption only said mm-hmm. um you know here's an old one i haven't i haven't seen in a while 
He didn't say anything about great to be a dad or, you know, family life or something like that. And then uh, I, I searched, I ended up doing a Google search of his name um, because I wasn't, I kept read, reading it, Ricci, like Miles Ricci. I don't know why I kept reading it that way. But anyways, um, and then it came up that he was the son of Lionel Richie. Dude, the, like, the, the, one of the pictures down is him and his dad. That's what I'm saying, but look at the caption. It's just family photos are finally open, and there's oh, a picture it? of this kid I didn't see sitting that in picture, Lionel Richie's lap. I don't know. As <laughs> you snubbed him. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know if he's a cele- is he a celebrity? I mean, he's, you know, I mean, he's got a quarter million followers on Instagram. Does that mean he's got the check mark? I I, th- I knew about his daughter, but I didn't know. Okay, yeah. so you snubbed him. Who else you snubbed? Uh... Uh, Jesse James, Madonna's brother-in-law, <laughs> Jesse James, <laughs> accidentally, yeah, kind of. He yeah. reached out to me to see if I had anything available, and I don't. So, I, I basically did you said recognize the same thing. him? I did, but yeah, that didn't, still doesn't change my situation. <laughs> so, right. uh, and then the next thing I saw uh, this last week, Will Brigham, uh, he's the artificery on Instagram. He's doing some work with Damasteel where he is taking the stain. So Damasteel is a company from Sweden that makes stainless Martensitic uh, Damascus. And so, and it's kind of like their Damascus mixture is on par with like CPM 154 and AEBL, the combination. And so it's what's great about the Martensitic Damascus is that all of the steel, all the material in it uh, is hardenable. And some of the stainless Damascus you'll see out there, there are there are elements of the steel that are not hardenable. Um, so what's tricky about what Will's doing is not only is he forging the stainless Damascus, but he's then tiling it, welding it back together. He hot cut it to make a feather. Uh, so he basically took it beyond what even... Damasteel can do with their own material, uh, which is which I thought was pretty neat, and uh, so I'm looking really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he makes out of that. Have you guys worked with Damasteel at all? No, I haven't. I'd love to, but man, it's expensive. You you buy it by the inch, yeah. don't you? It's super expensive. Yeah, I think. But you know, the the results that it obviously you charge more for. But yeah, sure. I would love to. Yeah, it's something like one hundred and fifty dollars a cubic inch. Which is not very much material, right? Um, yeah. And then uh, next thing I saw, Ethan Hardy was uh, first off. He posted just recently this beautiful rose, probably the best blacksmith rose I've ever seen. Because um, see. some blacksmith roses I've seen look <laughs> look like chewed up dog shit <laughs> folded together to look like Jeez. a rose. Wow! Uh, but <laughs> his is absolutely no, no, no. Uh, wow! Chewed up dog shit. <laughs> I didn't say yours. I thought your roses I didn't, looked great. I didn't say it. I'm just saying I, Ethan's I didn't think you were going to go hard in the paint. I didn't think you were going to go so hard in the paint. Yeah, I'm it's just saying rose. I've seen – yeah, it's a really good one. But uh, he's. I didn't realize he was also a violin player. Um, and he's got some excellent videos on there of him playing the fiddle. Um, and he's got like – he's he's like the Robert Plant – or not Robert Plant. Robert Plant was the singer. Yeah, he's super <laughs> Jimmy not Page. Robert Plant. He's a thousand percent not either Robert Plant or Jimmy Page. <laughs> All right. Of of fiddle playing. No, he's pretty damn good. So I want to give him some props. You guys go check that out. Uh, I also want to give he some. He unfollowed uh, everybody. He what? He he decided he unfollowed he unfollowed everybody. 
So that was just was, you, Jeff. No, 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 no. Yeah. He, he, I like Ethan a lot. He was on the Blacksmith's Pub. He's a great guy, but for some reason, he did this movie and followed everybody. So oh. I couldn't figure that out. So he's taking a page out of my book. I mean, I don't know. Just, a, I just know. decides to. That's his move. Yeah, strong. Move. I, I suppose. I mean, a lot of people are like coming off social media now just because. You know, they see it's a negative influence in them and so on. But it is still a ne- necessity for business for a lot of people. So maybe that's a good move. Just unfollow everybody and just post what you want to post. Maybe that's a good mm, that's, move. Maybe that's a good move. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And I then uh, him t- I unfollowed him too. Oh, you did? You took <laughs> oh, it personally. I mean, it's just like, I got no idea to take it personally. It's just like, oh, all right, well. I mean, I like Ethan. I like Ethan a lot. I like the whole that whole group. It's just like. You're yeah, liking so much, yeah. you unfollowed him. I mean, same. You say the same um, thing here. You, the, you the just said that's I your got. playbook. That's your oh. playbook. You said. <laughs> what am I gonna you know, do? You know, I got a message saying, talking... "Hey, he's unfollowing everybody." I'm like, okay, I, don't know. I like it. Talking I about no um, social media and, and and all that kind of st- stuff, um, I come across something this week called the Amazing Troll Man on um, <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys seen him? No. What he does. You should be number two, by the way. You should be amazing troll man number two. <laughs> it's amazing. So what he does, he'll, he'll go on the like the official Facebook groups of, you know, big corporates and big superstores, all that kind of thing. But then he'll change his name to, um, so let's say it's Walmart. He'll change his name to Walmart Customer Services and change his picture to be a Walmart. So when people are going on Facebook complaining about things, he responds to them as if he's the official that's customer funny. support and some of the stuff that he says is just so much incredible. work so incredible. much work my favorite one <laughs> right so he was uh, marks and spencers so marks and spencers is like uh, like an upmarket supermarket um in the uk and somebody complained that they bought a, a turkey for christmas and it said it feeds five to six people and they're saying but it only it only fed like four of us it's like it's, it's bad you've labeled it wrong it's not right and his response was we're a very progressive company, so we in that we included a vegan, a vegetarian, and a Sikh. That's funny. That's <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> He's a funny guy. It's really good. Yeah, the amazing troll man. It's very, very funny. It just seems like a lot of work. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but if that's your gig, I mean, that's pretty good. It sounds yeah. like yeah. He's got a good bit. He's got a good bit. I think he's a comedian anyway, and he, this is his, sure. you know, this is his sort of shtick, you know. But yeah, he's it's very funny. Very funny. Nice. Um. The next highlight I want to share is uh, Josh Smith, actually, uh, our friend from Montana. He just launched his knife-making company, uh, Montana Knife Co. So I think he's trying to expand and develop like a larger company beyond himself and potentially start taking people on. Uh, so, But anyways, I just want to give him a shout-out and, um, and congratulate him on that. Uh, so when I was talking to uh, Texas Evan over at Texas Fair Supply... Uh, he was um, telling me that they just recently acquired a company called Metal Finishing Supply, which specializes in a bunch of buffer equipment and whatnot. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what they do with that. They're they're getting a bunch of uh, like equipment um, uh, for making bo- like bobs and 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 buffing uh, like the the wheels, buffing wheels and all this kind of stuff. And they're they're also looking to revamp their website. It's kind of updated. They also started uh producing a new anvil which is a 400 pound uh giant uh 400 pound anvil that uh 
what is it? It's a farrier style anvil still. It's got like the side table and the, the upsetting block down by the foot. Um, so it's a style they already care carry, but it's just way bigger at 400 pounds. Um, and then I wanted to also give Evan a belated congratulations for his new baby girl that was born on March 31st. Uh, I also saw Josh Scott. Uh, he was working on he's he's been doing a lot of integrals lately. Have you guys seen his integral stuff he's been doing? No, I haven't. No. Mm. He's doing a good job. I, I'm really proud of him to and uh, the way that he's kind of trying to expand his horizons in a way. And um, I don't know. He's he's doing something really interesting with this latest one where he kept a long bolster to integrate it as part of actually not just like the 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 bolster area, but part of the actual handle. And so I'm really excited to see how he ends up putting that all together. Um, Another interesting thing I saw was uh, actually our friend Neil Kamimura. He forged an AEBL stainless steel chef's knife. Um, uh, If anybody's tried forging AEBL, um, it's a huge pain in the ass because the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the forging range is very narrow and it's very tricky, but he, forges awesome looking blade uh and it's cool it's awesome that it's still it has like the forge texture but it's still stainless and he's got like a workhorse geometry on it where he's beating the crap out of it on his uh in his famous knife cutting test so i thought it was pretty sweet um if you're forging stainless so yeah. do you, can you just forge it as as usual obviously it's tougher anyway so it's going to be more difficult right so can you then just sort of normalize it then heat treat as usual yeah, I mean, it, I, I forged dam, uh, a few damaged steel chef's knives, and you do have to go kind of through a normalizing process to prepare it for heat treat. Um, hmm. uh, you could, you can't just kind of go right into heat treat from there because you have what happens is because so what makes stainless stainless is the high chromium content and what happens as you keep uh that steel up at high temperatures for long periods of time is that those carbide the chrome uh is allowed to develop carbides and carbides exist normally throughout uh stainless and most uh most other kind of high carbon steels um when and that's what you know helps it get that high hardness and whatnot but um, if they get too big, uh, the chrome will be caught up in those carbides, and it it actually keeps it from being effective as a like a stain inhibitor, uh, and from and from and keeps the steel from being as stainless as it should be because instead of the chrome being free, uh, it's trapped up with a bunch of carbon, and so it can't basically do its job to keep the stuff. Uh, this the blade stainless. So what the stainless, you do have to put the stainless through uh, some heat process and tempering and kind of normalizing stuff that will help um, kind of free that chrome back up so that the chrome's fr- you know available to do its stain yeah uh, stainless yeah. thing, and um, and then you go through your heat treat from there. It's a little trickier. It's yeah, and as you guys know, you working with stainless. There's a lot. It's there's a lot more that goes to it, uh, or that's goes into it and when it comes to heat treating rather than straight high carbon steel hmm. um so yeah and then uh i got another thing uh so, so i mentioned a few episodes back that i hate it when wood suppliers <laughs> reach out to me randomly and say hey i got something for you um and somebody who is a listener of our show referred knife supplier who i'm guessing is not a listener of our show 
to me. And he's like, oh, hey, so-and-so sent me your way. I have some stuff that I thought I could cut you a great deal on, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I looked up <laughs> who it was that sent them. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I'm, I'll fucking get you. So Who was it? Come on, share it, Marek. Who was it? Uh, I think his name's Scatter Knives. Scatter something knives. Anyways. You bastard. You bastard. So um, that was funny. Uh, I saw this beautiful, uh, there's this water, uh, watercolor painter. I thought uh, Jeff would appreciate this. There's this uh, woman from Russia. Her name's, I'm going to butcher this, but her name's Elena uh, Ababkova. And she's a water paint, uh, water painting artist. And um, she's doing, she does all kinds of like photorealistic painting. A lot of floral stuff and some uh, just other kind of random stuff. But she's doing a couple chef's knives. I think they're either... Uh, Yellow Hasenberg's or his apprentice, uh, Brower Knives, um, but it's it's definitely their style, and uh, fuck, they look just—it's weird. It's like she actually has the camera at an angle while she's doing some of her painting, and it looks like it's standing up from the paper. It's intense, super cool stuff. Hmm. And then uh, Ellard, our friend from—oh, go ahead. I was just going to say about, about a link you sent me, actually, which was um, those trees that are growing in a, in a forest. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I'll try and explain it to the listener because it's quite difficult if you don't see it. So I'm sure most of you know what sort of topiary is. Topiary is, is right. when a, a tree is growing and you sort of train it to be a certain shape. But this guy's got a forest, and as the trees are growing, he's bending them into the, the form of a, of a, of a chair. So once the chair is then grown, he then just cuts it off the base, and there's a chair, like, fully formed. It's like like 3D printing in real life, you know, a, a chair. It's incredible. It's incredible. I'll, I'll see if I can get – I'll share the link in the in the show notes. That's a French yeah. That's a French thing to do, you know, when, when you train the branches, to, like, to grow up yeah. the side of a wall. It's called – isn't it called espalier or something like that? I'm not sure. I right. see a lot here be, where you people. Should know. You should know. I should know. French. I should know. People make crowns in their in their garden. So you see the trees, and they'll take over years and years. That as the trees are growing, they'll train them into each other, and they'll weave them. So it makes a crown. You right. see it a lot around here. It looks really cool, but it's, yeah, it's no quick payoff with any of this stuff. You know, no. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a big investment of time. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, real super, real quick. In terms of when we talk, you mentioned about uh, butchering names. I want to make a, an apology to Arva Knives. We've knocked her out twice. We've misgendered her. Her name is actually uh, she works at uh, Blenheim Forge. Her name's Holly. Holly, oh. and she listens to the show. Holly Loftus. She. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to apologize. So we knocked her out twice. We misgendered her, and we thought her name was Emily. Apparently, so. I'm with you, Holly. We met at the Late Show. You're very nice, and I'm 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 sorry that we we gave it to you. Not, not, <laughs> we not screwed negative. that one up. Yeah, both we, time, both way. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're yeah. making things worse, Jeff. Be quiet. <laughs> Shut up, you Thanks, bastard. Sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treating ovens available. Find your next oven at evenheat-kiln.com. To the chopper! Even Heat. Go take a look. Evenheat-kiln.com. Um, they're the ovens that we all use. And if you can have a decent knife, you can need a decent heat treat. So go take a look. Evenheat-kiln.com. Nice. We heading on to questions? Yeah, shall we do it? Hey, yeah. man. Can I ask you a question? All right. This is the part of the episode. Part of the show, actually. Every, every show. 
where uh, you send us your questions and we do our best to answer them uh, or tether them apart, <laughs> make some jokes around them, or tell really funny stories, actually. Uh, so at Connor McCrillis is the first question. He says, hey, cuties, do you have any tips on how to keep your hands from becoming a disgusting water bucket, scummy, germ-infested, pruny mess when grinding? I'm looking to avoid pencil sharpener fingers, too. I'm going to guess that means getting his fingers caught in the belt. Do um, mm. you guys have any tips? My hands don't particularly get that messy when grinding. Um, mm. I find with hand sanding they do. But when grinding, because I'm generally dipping all the time. Yeah. Um, a bit of a tip I talked about in the past, actually. So I use a metal bucket and I use like a welding uh, magnet on the outside of the bucket. And what that tends to do, any sort of grind dust, it'll pull to the side of the bucket so it keeps your water clean. So when I'm sort of dipping and coming back out, I'm generally pretty clean. So, uh, yeah, I don't get, you know bad hands doing grinding it's only when it comes sure. to hand sanding for me and yeah it's just part of the job unfortunately there's not really much you could unless you're wearing gloves and you know it's not for me yeah I, do your hands get dirty during hand sanding because you're using some sort of like a like a oil or something like that to to help with the hand sanding or is it just from touching the sandpaper and yeah, well, generally I'll sort of start dry, um, but as I as I sort of move up the grits, I'll I'll then you know add some um, whether it's water, oil, or like a window cleaner kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's when you start getting you know you start to get all the grey mush coming on, you know. Right. So I tend to get especially like nails. Nails get filthy dirty when I'm when I'm hand sanding. But um, yeah. grinding, I I've never really had a problem. I don't, I don't know whether you guys do. No, I don't. I, for myself, I I uh, I actually have made it i've had to make a habit of breaking up my grinding because it just straight up kills my back um so about every i don't know 20 minutes or so 30 minutes especially when i'm doing finished grinding on a blade um i, I just kind of i just stop for a few minutes and usually if i'm stopping i'll dry my hands off and you know i'll do a little bit of stretching or, or something like that um but i think just stopping at kind of regular intervals to dry your hands off will help keep your hands from getting all nasty and pruny and whatnot um i think also not wearing gloves i feel like when i used to wear gloves uh when i was grinding my hands would get a lot more pruny and i think that's because especially like leather gloves um uh, if they start getting wet they're holding that moisture uh which actually they once they start getting wet they're also not effectively doing their job because they will transfer the heat through the water the, the, the mm -hmm. wet leather and fabric faster than uh if you're either doing it barehanded or if it was dry um and so the, i stopped wearing le leather gloves and my hands stopped being pruny now i did start using like nitro gloves or something like that um but even still like the nitro gloves kept getting torn up or like little holes popped in them while I was grinding from just like little wire burrs or, or like slivers and stuff like that. And it seen, it started feeling like pretty damn pointless because also when it was a hot day, you know, hands were getting sweaty inside of the vinyl or the nitro gloves too. And so that was completely Ooh, yeah. kind of defeating the purpose. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to do this barehanded and uh, dry my hands off every once in a while. Um, but yeah, mm. keeping them. What about your disgusting fingers? Yeah. Your disgusting fingers, Jeff. What happens there? How oh, dare you. You fucking fuck. You fucking fuck. Actually, 10,000 YouTube commenters can't be wrong, you know. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. I, I, I can't believe you'd say that. I, my hands are fine. They're actually, this is, this is the best they've been in a long, long time. And one of the reasons why is because 
I when I grind my knives, I usually have a Bill Benke file guide on mine just to kind of keep my plunge line even. And then there's not enough handle to hold on to it comfortably, so I took a piece of uh, wood, I split it down the middle, just in about five inches of it. I put the knife in there, and I use a little clamp to hold it, so I have like a more more um, the wood handle is holding. I'm I'm able to hold that, so I have more. It's comfortable for me to grind, and then um, I'm not sticking my hand in the water. So mm. when I'm grinding, it's much more. Uh, I'm much more comfortable. Because my the handle my handles end up becoming a little bit they come out at the end so if if I'm choked up on it it's really super uncomfortable and mm. then um, yeah I get my hands get super dirty when I hand sand just because you know you're you know I use a little WD forty sometimes so I get like a slurry of dirt but other than that I don't really I don't have a problem I don't cut my hands as much as I used to and they're not as dry as they used to be mm. so Using do you bag, guys use like wand? a no I don't use any of that I did what, in the winter is, is that like a barrier cream. I used to use something. Tom McLean sent me some. That's the Hand King. P.S. That's if you want to know a guy who was a, likes his hands. It's Tom McLean. He sent me uh, one of those hockey pucks full of uh, working man hand cream. He sent me oh, one yeah. of those in the winter time. I use that just because it's, because it's super dry. But I haven't had that problem lately. Yep. Cool. Okay, let's do the next one from Scorpio Knives. And also, by the way, if you've got a question for us... Contact us via DM at Knife Talk on Instagram. It's that easy. So that's exactly what Scorpio Knives did. And they've asked, Hey guys, wanted to ask you a question. I want to work with some antler for knife handles. And I've seen some makers get the antler to have what looks like an orangey-brown high finish to it. And he's saying, do they use dye or is it a coloured buffing compound? Um, and he's asking, yeah, antlers. Um, either of you guys use antler for any handles at all? I, I used belt. Then you're the man to answer the question. After the smell <laughs> no, no, of... Jeff, go ahead. I, what's to do? <laughs> I, 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 used a, I used a buffalo horn once. It smelled like a burning abattoir. And I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nasty smelling stuff. Um when it when it comes to those kind of colors you're seeing, especially you usually see it on like a stag or something like that. It is a dye um, that people use. I think I've heard of people using shoe polish dye, um, but I think more often people use some sort of like a leather dye, or they might even make uh, dyes for natural antler material because it is such a common thing. <clears throat> but um, yeah, when it comes to <laughs> grinding that stuff, holy shit, it smells to high hell. It's yeah, it smells like you just set your hair on fire is what it smells like. It's disgusting. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was in my, uh, when I was in Connecticut, one of my shop mates absolutely loved working with antler and he got great results and the stuff looked awesome. But, um, the, the shop didn't have an isolated grinding room. And so you got, th you know, the, the other three of us in there working, just trying to do our daily stuff. And he's, grinding away <laughs> on this antler and it stinks Stink up in the place the entire shop it's a six thousand square foot building it stunk the whole fucking place up and the other thing too is he, he wasn't he was he kept he was always trying to get the most out of every belt and um when you if if your belt's not sharp enough and you're trying to cut the the antler it's gonna burn it in a second and so you always want to try to grind with sharps, uh, with a sharp belt. That will help keep the stink down, especially. But you start burning and, and w working with a dull belt, it's going to stink to high hell. So that's what I got. 
Mm. Yeah, I've only ever used it as spaces, so I've never, you know, come to dye it or anything or mm. polished it in any special way. But yeah, when you cut it and drill it, oh, that stink. Ugh. Leonard Peterman asks, hey man, can I ask you a question? One of my customers complained about having a metal-like taste on some of his fruit when he was cutting it with his carbon steel knife. Is that normal? And if so, is there a way to prevent this from happening? I know that carbon steel knives get patina from acid and stuff, but I personally never experienced a change in taste. We've gotten this before. Uh, also, mm. would you recommend an easy-to-harden uh, easy stainless steel for beginners? That's two questions, Leonard. Uh, I appreciate your help. Keep up the great work. Love the network. Let's start with the taste thing, shall we? I... Um, so, uh, yeah, I've experienced it um, and customers saying it as well, particularly things like lemons, really acidic stuff. Um, and, and you can do it yourself if you've got a carbon knife. If you, like, if you slice a lemon, then put your tongue, uh, obviously, away from the blade, uh, away from the cutting edge, yeah. but on the blade. It, it feels almost like electric. You know, you, you, mm. and you can you can feel it. And a lot of people, I, I don't suffer from it. I know a lot of other people will suffer from a food that's been prepared um, with a with a carbon steel knife that hasn't got any sort of patina. And like I said, if it's particularly with lemons and sometimes with tomatoes too, um, I don't particularly get it unless I want to lick the blade, which which I'm not. Uh, I am totally <laughs> picturing Craig, Mareka, I'm totally picturing Craig sitting on the toilet licking lemons with a knife in his uh, hand. <laughs> you know, do you know that when you get like a nine volt battery, those square batteries, and you put your tongue on them, and you get, get the that little you are fucking that get little the fuck sort of, of buzz on your tongue. No, do That's that. what it can feel like with, with after cutting a lemon no. with it, with like a brand new you carbon steel. Every knife. listener should not be doing that, and neither should you. You battery licking fool. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Still you licking everything. Friend? You sit on the toilet licking shit. Come on, man. <laughs> what the hell. But yeah, it, it, it will happen with a brand new carbon steel blade until you've got a patina on it. Um, and I suppose it's just educating the customer before they buy um, that. Is yeah, it? That's one of the difference, differences between a carbon steel blade and a, and a stainless blade. Is it possible that it's because this, the knife isn't 100% dry? And if there's any kind of dirt on the knife, it would. Because if it's dry. And there's no like oil on it, like you know, camellia oil or whatever you're putting on it. There shouldn't be a residue if it's clean and there's no residue. There shouldn't be anything kind of imparting onto the knife, onto the food. It seems to me, because I have some carbon steel knives and I we 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 eat so we're so we eat so many vegetables raw. I've yet to taste it and I've heard about it. I'm wondering if it's maybe because if somebody's putting chameleon oil on it and they're not wiping it all off or they're not washing it off or it's got a little bit of, you know, funk on it or something like that. And then maybe they sharpen it or hit it on the, you know, when you hit it, something on a, uh, a honing rod or ceramic honing, honing rod or something like that, you are going to get flakes off. I think that's because the knife isn't clean. No, I, I think it's a chemical thing with, with an acidic food. I don't think it's um, necessarily something that's on the knife like a gunk on the knife i think from you know, let's say a lemon for example cutting through a lemon then you then will... you'd ha hear sushi chefs talking about that hmm. maybe but it it is a thing i've experienced my it is a thing isn't there's no uh, sort mm -hmm. of denying they, that I, i'm convinced it's a wiping off situation hmm. possibly possibly <laughs> what do you think morocco <laughs> oh <laughs> uh i don't really have much to add to it i haven't really experienced it actually myself very much uh, if really at all, I have experienced, um, you know, the, uh, some of the patina coming, 
kind of I don't know if it's coming off onto the material uh, what you know if, especially if I'm cutting like an onion or something like that um, some discoloration uh, ending up on the food from cutting with the chef's knife with the carbon steel mm. knife but I haven't really experienced the the metallic flavor thing and I, I hear I do hear a lot of people talk about it uh, but I haven't really experienced it myself though it doesn't I don't think it necessarily means it's not happening uh, I just yeah it's not part of my mm. Not part of my experience. I'm kind of convinced Maybe. if it was a super dry, clean knife that wasn't freshly sharpened or wasn't freshly aligned on the honing rod, I don't think you'd feel, I don't think you'd taste anything. I've never heard of that. And I would think that it's something very, I think especially when you're cutting something very subtle tasting, you'd, you'd, you'd note it right, you'd notice it right away. Yeah. Well, I think that's the point. If it's, if you cut in, you know, uh, like a root vegetable, which isn't acidic at all. You wouldn't taste it at all. But it, it is highly acidic stuff. Yeah. That's that's where yeah, it's, it's happening. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Anyway, he also asks about a um, easy-to-harden stainless steel for beginners. What have you got? I mean, I stick with 440C because I always have good results with it. You know, I think it's pretty easy. Well, if you if you you got to have an oven, you got to have you can't. I mean, mm. you're holding the stainless steel at specific temperatures for, you know, upwards of 10, 20 minutes. You know, at different levels. So, um, get yourself an even heat, and get yourself a piece of stainless. I I had nothing. I had problems with AEBL a few years ago, and it kind of shook me off it. So I and, and I'm convinced it was. User error. Every anytime I ever have problems uh, hardening steel, I'm always like I'm always blaming myself first. So obviously something mm. was wrong. So, but I always have good results with 440C. That's why I stick with it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If I had better I results just... with ABL, I probably would use that more often. Cool. Yeah, 440 or 12C27, which I use a lot of um, for me, which is available here in Europe. Um, but I think well, you know, when it comes to you know easy to harden stainless steel i think if it's stainless you're going to need an oven definitely anyway and if you've got an oven you can you can do you know virtually any steel so it's just finding a right recipe that works for you and i think maybe recipes will will change slightly for different people with regards to where they are in the world and the air pressure and altitude and all that kind of thing but once you've got once you've got it dialed in you're away and no. sometimes your thermal coupler can you know read inaccurately you yes, know, it doesn't take yeah. it doesn't take 15 degrees to not make it up to uh, the critical temperature of your steel. I've had that problem before. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Okay, shall we move on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Moss asks, um, "What is the best tip you have learned from each other in the course of the show, and any oh shit moments? Best things we've learned from each other." That's a good question. That's a great question. Um, Go on then, Jeff. You go first. Um, it'll leave, give me a minute. I want to I give you guys good ones. I don't want to give you dick ones. I want to give you good ones. Well, it's definitely not my bathroom opening packages etiquette. That's not, definitely not in there. I've learned <laughs> okay, a lot. I'll I'll, you know what? Fuck it. I will start. I apologize. I, go, I learned when I first learned how to forge integral knives, I learned uh, for, uh, from the Nick Rossi, you know, pictures from Nick Rossi. And then when I talked to Mareko, he changed the way I thought about forging uh, the the production of forging the, the 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 actual forging. So I learned a lot about forging knives and finishing integrals from Mareka, which I'm very appreciative of. Um, mm. In regards to Craig, I learned a lot about details, like little things in regards to all this other stuff. And then uh, I learned a lot of tri I, one trick he taught me, which I was like, 
blown away with it. I always had a problem when I had one oven was how to drop the temperature of the oven. And he said when he used to put fire bricks in his oven to drop it down from critical temperature so he could get the oven down a uh, um, tempering temperature, that was like a fucking great tip. He so just to bring it back, you 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 quench your knives and then you you want to get to tempering, but you can't get to tempering because your oven's still floating around a thousand degrees. So he said, take some fire bricks, put them in your oven, and then it, the fire bricks will suck out all the residual heat in the bricks, and then you will get down faster to 400 degrees. And that was like an awesome mm. tip that Craig brought up, and I used that a few times until I got a second oven. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'd say uh, tips I've learned from doing the show from you guys is that um, nobody really knows what they're doing. And this, <laughs> this isn't having to go at you two. Jesus. But nobody really knows what they're doing. <laughs> and, you know, there's you – know, you, you imagine, don't you? You get into, into something new and you look at people who are at a certain sort of level and you think they've got their shit together. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, bang, bang, these great What are you fucking fall- saying? fall out the other end of the of their little factory but that's not that's not the case and that everybody has their own struggles with, with different things so yeah so when i find i'm struggling with something and it's like i'm thinking i'm just shit at this i just think well no everybody everybody struggles with things that that's 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 a big thing that i've learned from doing so you've learned that we're not, both shit no not oh, at all okay. oh, jesus not just from you two but you know there was 50 odd interviews before you guys joined the show as well and it, it was always the same case that everybody had these struggles you know these people that I'd put up on on a sort of a, a pedestal as they've got it down. They know exactly what they're doing. They don't. They don't. And I think it's the same with every, not just with knife making. It's the same with everything. So yeah, I think that's what I've sort of taken from the show and and working with you two monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> Are you recording on the toilet? <laughs> no, not at all. No. Flush. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what have you I, got more record? Any, yeah. Anything at all you've learned from us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so from Craig, I've I've take I take a a lot of inspiration from uh, pres- from your ability to present very nicely. Uh, you know, regarding you know even just like uh, when you did those steak the the steak knife email thing, like the whole presentation that you do around that, and you just yeah. you have this uh, style and and clean aesthetic that is. I think it, I really like a lot, and I think that really I feel like I'm a just a a, a disgusting steel dust covered monkey, um, and I wish uh, I wish I had a little bit more style sense when it came to kind of uh, the back end of pre- like the the user experience and the presentation to the customers, um, and then from from Jeff, I would say uh, one of my biggest takeaways from you is uh, has been how you organize yourself um and um and just kind of you know keep yourself i don't know just the order through which you operate to keep yourself on task and to keep things moving smoothly i think it's been a is probably been one of the biggest things i've taken away from um talking and work uh, talking to you about knife making and whatnot and, and the way that you uh the way that it's also what's also built in is the way you update your customers about how, you know, the progress reports and whatnot. And I've taken small steps to, to do some of that, to be more like you guys in both of those ways. And I appreciate. So Mareko and I gave us all very nice compliments and Mare- and Craig said, we're both shit. 
That's great. That's quite yeah. a takeaway. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's just the flush. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> that was fucking good, dude. You you are the man. You are the production wizard. That is perfect. Yeah, how long did it take you to find that? Yeah, very quickly. You got to keep that. You got to keep that on hand all the time. That's the new bit. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> so let, let's move on. I would to love to one. see like your unpack. I unpackaging videos have you seen those unpackaging videos box unboxing videos see you doing those on the toilet would be pretty funny oh so unpackaging he does the unpackaging videos while he's sitting in the toilet on the toilet <laughs> I, I i don't think that although we do have a new bathroom I, that's it it's probably really perfect. nice in there <laughs> do not lose uh, that drop do not lose yeah. that drop okay chris jones asks hey cuties i love the combination of my combat abrasive belts and rhino wet sandpaper and he's curious as to what your belt progression is on the bevels before moving to hand sanding now we've done this multiple multiple times over the show 141 shows so we're bound to have answered this question i know we have multiple times so i'm going to give you both a 30 second countdown oh, 30. to wow, talk through 30. your belt progress i think it's about 20 seconds are you ready all the time jeff you first one two Go. I start out with 36, then I then I kind of fine-tune it to 80, then I go down to 120, then I bring it over the disc grinder, and I go 80, 220, 400, and I'm done. Ready to hand sand. <laughs> okay, it's actually 11 seconds. So I, it was, a lot I, I was in there. I was in there. You were I there. Hit the post. Right on it. Only 11 seconds. Right, Mareko, are you ready? Let's see how this works with the delay. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> All right. I start at 36. I do like 80% of my grinding at 36 grit, and then I bump to 60, 120, 220, and I finish at 400. That was a perfect hitting the post. You hit the post perfectly, mm. way better than I did. Do I need to do it? It's pretty yeah. much the yeah, same as you guys. I want to flush the toilet first. You can make sure you're okay. You're clear. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Let's go. Okay, so I don't do anything before heat treat, but um, after heat treat, I'll go um, 36, 60, 120, 240, 400, onto hand sanding. I was really hoping you were going to end, hit the post with the toilet flush. Do it again. <laughs> I, should, do it again. I should keep it on hand, do it, shouldn't I? you got to do it again, but this time you have to hit the post with the toilet flush. That is the perfect way to end. It's on my. F it's difficult. Oh, it's on my phone. Geez, it's, it's, I, I make imagine? this look easy and sound easy, but believe me, it's not. Oh, that'd be believe so me. great. The pressure. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's let's hear from one of our sponsors anyway. So um, we just talked about combat abrasives. Combat abrasives make the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size and at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with the promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now! KNIFETALK15. CombatAbrasives.com. And we, we just talked about the, the belt progressions that we go through. And these are combat abrasive belts that we all use. So now you know. CombatAbrasives.com and use KNIFETALK15. And whilst we're talking about abrasives um that last question mentioned rhino wet too so we all you when we talk about hand sanding we generally mean using rhino wet so we use the red line from rhino wet um amazing stuff it's super fast to use it just speeds up your time therefore it saves you money the best stuff but we can save you a bit more money by going to texas farrier supply 
where they stock Rhino Wet and they're shipping everywhere and they've got it in stock. So go and take a look, TexasFarriersupply.com. They do more than Rhino. They do lots of other stuff for knife makers too. But go take a look and if you use Knife Talk 10, you'll also get 10% off your order. Can't get better than that. So are we ready to talk about the big news of the week? All the time. The ready. really big, big news. <laughs> It's like food for your ears. That fucking good. This guy's good. I love that, that guy. That crunch you heard, do you know what? That wasn't. That wasn't Jeff's pizza. So we had a challenge last God, week. Were we making crackers or pizza? We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. <laughs> we started last week the, the KTP cook-along, and the idea was that one of us would come up with a dish, and the three of us would have the week to cook this dish and share it online. And we're going to get you guys to vote for it. So today's Monday. The show is out. The three of us now have our videos up online. So you go take a look on Instagram and there'll be a, a poll up there. And you vote for who you think has made simply the best pizza. The best pizza. Forget about the the production, the, the style or whatever yeah, we did. Now he says it. The amount now of hours that. that we may have put into now the production. Now he says that. Now he says that. All right. <laughs> we're going to talk about this thing. <laughs> So Jeff started, he was early out of the gate. Jeff went on Monday, straight up, put his video up. Um, and if you didn't hear last week, it was a pizza. So we wanted a, a, a the stipulation was a homemade pizza. And let me just, let me just go ahead. say that again, go, go a, ahead. Home, a homemade go pizza. Ahead. Uh, so Jeff put his video up on Monday. Um, it was a pizza. It was definitely a pizza. I'm not sure if it qualifies as a, as a homemade Jesus pizza. Christ. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but it was good. You, you, set, you set the standard very high. So tell us about your pizza, Jeff. What, what was Look, it? Look, guys, I'm a busy man. I don't have time to sit around and mix dough. P.S. I hate the feeling of flour. On my, I don't like chalk and I don't like flour. So I've never enjoyed My dad was a baker. I've always disliked raw flour on my hands. It gives me goosebumps. I've never liked it. But number two is... I don't have all day to make all this stuff, and I wanted to show you could make a very good, delicious pizza without having to make such a production. So I wasn't going to learn something overnight just to, to compete against you guys. I made a very tasty, two t tasty pizzas in the oven, um, both of which came out cheesy, crisp, no flop, and delicious. <laughs> And not too crisp, not too crisp. What, what were your toppings? I just threw on uh, one of them. I threw on uh, uh, a shrimp, and one of them I just did plain. And I threw on a little. I like a little. I made it for my family. We throw a little gremolata on top. It kind of brightens it up. It's just a little bit of parsley, um, capers, and lime zest. Just lemon zest. It's just kind of a nice little thing to kind of, you know, brighten it up a bit. I'm looking forward to to kind of analyzing our videos together, just to let you know. Uh, my my goal was to make something that people could make, to 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 just my, nice and simple, and it was very easy to follow instructions. I gave all the information, very and and I made a you know made a good East Coast style thin crust pizza. Okay, what what I've got to say, what you did do, you explained your process very well, very well. You didn't quite show the bit where you walked to the store to buy your sauce and, and to buy right. your dough. But the actual, right? the, the, the little bit of cooking needed? that you did, you explained mm -hmm. that very, mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm 
I don't know. I'm waiting for all of us to talk about it, and then we can all discuss on why. Because this is going to be, we're giving the listeners our opinion of what we should do. And, and I'm not going to, I. the funny thing is, and I know you guys, oh, everything's funny. The first, I decided I'm going to put it in first, and I have too much to do this week. I'm not going to be, you know, making such a big production at the end of the week. I, I don't want to be, I just want to get it done. I actually did it Sunday night, and I uploaded it on Monday. Um, I didn't have time for all the nonsense. But I noticed that the King Troll, the amazing Troll Man Jr., started at me right out of the box. Craig, right out of the box. He posted pictures of frozen pizza. Then he he re he, we some Italian guy slipped into our DMs and was so outraged. I'm offended. I'm Italian. I'm offended. Spoiler alert. No shit. You're Italian. Italians are like not known. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just like it's. Give me a break. I mean, if Italians aren't offended by something, I mean, you're obviously not Italian. So you posted that. You're you're you are troll man. When you sent troll man, you are troll man. So I decided to go on Instagram Live and just say, look, this is all very fun and we're all having a good time and no one's, this isn't going to, because it, it's Monday night and I'm already getting my brains beaten and I, I expect by, you know, Saturday it was going to be a conflagration of mania. So I thought I'd just kind of tamp everything down <laughs> and say this is a friendly thing, no need to get crazy. But I, I saw that you were live and I, and I jumped right. in. And I could tell that the mood changed very, very That's quickly. Right. <laughs> very yeah. quickly in that room. Well, it's because um, the people I, I, I did, I started to be, you know, let's just talk about this is going to be great and we're going to have a good time. And you know this guy's going to do this and this guy's going to do this. And somebody said to me, I bet you that he won't. So then it turned I... into Side Bet City. So the whole Instagram Live turned into, I have a <laughs> list and I'm not going to read it until the next next week because I have a a few side bets with like 30 listeners about what everybody did, who's going to win and everything like that. And I'm, and I'm not going to re, you know, read it off until. So the funny part was, it was like, it got fun. All of a sudden it was just like, oh, you know, everyone's side betting and, and we're having all these side bets and I wrote everything down. And then all of a sudden Craig shows up and what's this all about? And we all straightened up. Oh, nothing, Craig, nothing. Everybody quiet. Nobody said nothing. He's in the room. I'm like shushing everybody. Cause you know, the troll man's here. So, you know, but it was, you know, fun. We had a fun time. We It turned into a fun little thing and much more fun than just kind of like, you know, your pizza sucks and I'm outraged, and, you know, so. So that was Monday. Right. You put yours up Monday. Right. And I think, was it Wednesday then yours, Morocco? Well, Tuesday, you put up a barrage of unfortunate comments, including a frozen pizza thing. <laughs> you know? Well, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. It. It's a competition, right? right. We, we mentioned last week, I mean, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's just oh, yeah. going to be a competition. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, uh, intentionally, you know, it was going to be fun. That was, it was all about, but as soon as I saw your video go up, I was just like, okay, well, he's taking this quite seriously. And then the, like the competitive that edge was, came out to me uh, then. If you think that I was seriously, I should myself. win because I that was a flick of the wrist. That was a flick of the wrist. One, two, three. I mean, not high <laughs> See, production value. For, look, you're saying you don't care, but now you're trying to. You're canvassing for votes. I'm not votes canvassing now. for votes. Yeah. I'm not canvassing for votes. Oh, all these secret lives, live events that I, you do. If you listen you're like, to the, anyone, vote fader, listen, vote fairs. Listen oh, to me. Geez. If you listen to that live, I never said everybody vote for me. I never did it, and I want and I won't do that because that's not the person I am. I'm not a competitive person. However, you started taking shots, and I had to just make sure everyone wasn't going to turn into a bunch of assholes. 
That's really what it came down to. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be like a, a, a gradual ascension to giant asshole fandom. And I thought that our listeners were going to turn into scum. And I wanted to make sure that didn't happen. We did, we did have some listener um, pizzas come in yeah. as well. But let's go on to Morocco's. So Morocco, yours was, was it Wednesday? Yeah, so I made pizza, was it Tuesday evening? And yeah, I got it all posted up finally on Wednesday. I think either, I think it was Wednesday evening, actually, West Coast, that I finally got it posted up. So most people probably didn't see it until Thursday. Um, but yeah, I did, you know, I, it, what I what I did for my uh, for my pizza presentation is what I do basically every time I make pizza. Um, I make the garlic knots with the pizza, you know, usually at least a couple pizzas, uh, there, as long as there's enough dough. And, but it also depends on how many people around my in-laws were actually, uh, over visiting. So we ended up doing less knots and, and more pizza. Uh, and I also made an extra, uh, little ice cream on the side. I thought I, since I've, I've been in the ice cream making mood, uh, so I made, uh, some vanilla and backyard mint ice cream, uh, with, uh, like a raspberry balsamic compote. I just learned that that's what that jammy kind of thing was that I made was a compote, which is basically cooking fruit down in its own juices with a little bit of sugar, oh, so there's not too much of a bite. Stop horned up. Oh, yeah, cut I it out. I can get my rolling pin out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, um, yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't see any problem with flop. Actually, most of the pizzerias <laughs> I go to... Is that what you tell your wife? <laughs> oh, he's... Oh, he's... Oh, he's hitting it off. Wow. God damn, Craig Lockwood. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I need to stop my... Just the rolling pin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, most of the, the... The best pizzas I've ever eaten in my life, the slices had. Just a little bit of flop to them. It's mm. all right. That's why we fold the pizza. That's why we crease the pizza. Mm. So... Anyways, um, but yeah, they turned out really good. Everybody was very happy for dinner. And uh, I, I, my, sh you know, Jeff, like he mentioned, he was shooting for, you know, trying to recreate something or create something that anybody could do in a short period of time at the end of their work day. I was trying to create a, uh, an environment, uh, an inviting environment where people would want to come hang out um, and, and have dinner with me, basically, because that was the only thing I could think of. Like, how are people really going to judge this thing? And, uh, outside of you know what what kind of dinner would i prefer to have the most and so i just tried to by especially by doing the ice cream i was trying to i was trying to woo some people i was trying right. to woo some people right it wasn't about ice cream though right? was it one thing you <laughs> no, do one wasn't. thing was... you, one thing you do do in all your videos which is hilarious and i can tell is you start out a video with these kind of big doe eyes and you mush your eyebrows down a little bit and you kind of purse your lips and you're just kind of like lovingly looking at the audience for a what? second. You <laughs> do that every goddamn video. You did that when you were rolling out, the, when you were getting ready to roll out the pizza dough. You put the flour down and you start off with your eyes kind of furrowed down and you're kind of giving like doe eyes, like like kind of sassy, a sassy kind of precocious little look. Like, oh, I'm about mm. to put the flour Flirtation. down. I'm flirting yeah. with them. Yeah, you do always. You love to do that. That's your move. Hey, you gotta warm you up. I get you excited. No, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> Not me. So, 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 go on. He, he starts with the with the sexy, uh, sexy eyebrows, and where, where does he go from there? Are you talking to me? 
Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere with no, that. No, I was just no I was just <laughs> noticing you were trying he was trying to create a he was trying to create a, an environment where he was talking to the audience and he always does that big eyes and like, you know, eyebrows and kind of, you know, hey, hey, you got the flower out. You know? <laughs> So what were the toppings on yours again, Marekka? Remind us. Uh, the first one was a very simple cheese for my son. He He's not a, a lot of toppings kind of kid yet. Uh, the second one was Italian meatball chopped up with some fresh basil uh, at the end for finish. And then the third one was uh, chicken with bacon and, uh, and ranch as the base. Uh, and then I finished that with actually a, like a barbecue, like a drizzle of barbecue sauce and cilantro. And then the ice cream. So, yeah, so then it was me. Um, so, um... Excuse, before you start in. Yes. Mareko and I posted within the confines of, of the timeliness. And then... That, that wasn't stipulated. No, it wasn't stipulated. But I, what I said, I, I sent Craig a message, Mareko, and I said, just to let you know, this is yours to lose. I really wanted to give him the. I wanted to make sure I put the the, Getting the into my true head. pressure of this is yours to lose. That kills everybody all the time. And I got an email back. You don't know. It's been like over here. And I've been so busy and it's been raining and I just don't know. And I, don't know. I loved it. I was just like, all you need is a little bit. It's yours to lose, and it fell apart. <laughs> fell apart. Oh, <laughs> I did. I, I honestly, I felt pressure this week because. I couldn't find the time, literally, to do it. Um, and it was last night, um, we were putting the kids to bed, and, it was, and I said to my wife, I said, look, we need to do this now. This is the like, last opportunity. So, uh, yeah, so we did. So we, we were meant to be doing it on Tuesday night. Um, the builders were around on Tuesday, and they pulled out our sort of back kitchen. So all the stuff in the back kitchen was in our main kitchen. So we, I, I, there was literally nowhere to work. It was just, okay, tonight's a write-off. It's not happening. So then Wednesday night came and it was raining and it was just like, oh, well, we can't let the pizza open. It's raining. And then th- well, something happened Thursday and Friday. I, I, I don't know. It's just been one of those weeks. But um, it was literally down to the wire. It was like, we need to do this now. So kept it as simple as possible. Yeah. Uh, made sure I had good, fresh ingredients. Mm. Um, didn't go crazy with toppings. It was literally uh, mozzarella, um, a, you know, a... A sauce that I'd made, that I'd made by the way, um, and then some, and then some, some prosciutto. That, that, that's all. Right. That's all it was. Um, but yeah, but, but I was aware of the, of the of the time, so I literally said to my wife, "I said, look, I'm going to make the pizza. We just film what we can, and we didn't have a chance to review any of the footage after each bit or anything. So it was all just left in the camera right. till we ate the pizza. Then I put it onto the laptop and had a look, and, it, and I'm really pleased it came out well. So mm. yeah, so I think my wife is now being hired as my. Uh, Camera Look lady, just to follow me around everywhere and just film me in slow motion because yeah. it looks cool. That, that's that's it. <laughs> Unbelievable. But the, I mean, the pizza turned out good. It was, you know, it was tasty. It's the way I'd normally do yeah. it. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's a few comments about it. Um, Possible. W- one guy I, I said first of all, he said, not that there was a lot of one seriously. guys with all of them. P.S. There were a lot of one yeah, guys there was, with all. Yeah, of them. yeah. yeah. But anyway, and it was always guys, obviously. Right. But uh, one think? guy in the same in the same comment said both that it looked undercooked, the base, and also that the base looked too crispy. Right. And Can't I'm just I'm just trying to work, work yeah. out what he means by that because. Yeah. Can I tell you what your pizza reminded me of? 
Number one, when you sent me the video, slice of heaven. When you slice sent, of heaven. That's sh- shut up for a second. I, we wouldn't know. You didn't pull out a slice. But one thing is, when you sent me the video, I was just like, all right, I submit. The video is fun to leave. If this was a if this was a competition on presentation of a video, you won. You won. I'm 100. percent I when I was growing up. My father, who is a, a proud Jewish man, used to want me to eat matzah crackers, and and I hated them. I said, Dad, this is terrible. These are awful. I hate them. And he goes, you have to eat them. We're proud Jewish people. The Jews fled Egypt. They didn't have time to leaven the bread, and that's why we eat that. I'm like, it still doesn't taste good. I didn't like it. So he put a little tomato sauce on, a little cheddar cheese, threw it on under the oven. I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. Your pizza reminded me of the matzah pizzas my dad used to make me. Yeah, it was pretty crispy. You but... could have like edited out some of the cracking, crackling noises when you hit it with the rolling, with the rolling, the roller. Oh, I thought that was good. We kept those noises mm-hmm. in. I like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so basically, when you when that that sort of stone base that gets super hot, mm-hmm. that that's what you know wood fire pizza right. is. It's they're thin, they're super crispy. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah, did. yeah, and the rolling and P.S. the the rolling pin like the grabbing of the like the stroking of the rolling pin. My wife oh, and I were watching. I was like, look how good a job he did in the rolling. And then you started stroking your rolling pin. She goes, Jesus Christ! And she walked away. She didn't want to watch the rest. She's like, you fucking guys, what's the matter with you fucking guys? And walked away. We I kept that in on purpose. I know you that did. was that was my very favorite. Much my favorite yeah. quote somebody wrote was. Somebody's been watching a lot of Alex Steele videos because it sounded like you used the Alex Steele soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the idea of it. That sort of exciting, quick cuts, um, flames, all that kind of things. So, yeah. So my yeah. favorite part Massively was when inspired. you rolled the tomato can, and as the tomato can dropped to the second table, that's when like the then the, then the music kicked yeah. in hard. That was one really take. Good. One take. Uh, oh, well, that, that was right? in one take of each bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I think my wife's got a new skill that we didn't know right. existed. So, and then uh, you yeah. and then you prime the pumps with modern forge and Florentine kitchen <laughs> knives. You were like you were like bringing this to the table, making sure it, you know Florentine and it's Fingal good. were gonna be seen. So maybe they for, get it's your for vote. the community. Yeah. We did it for is the community. Right? Right? My my thought is, look, these are pizzas. People are not gonna right. be able to taste them. So the only way people can get an idea of what this is about is via right. presentation. So I thought, put the time into the presentation and. You know, we so should be golden. Let's so, do two, you know, 30 seconds on why we each one of us should win. Ooh. Because okay, then, okay. then now uh, we have a whole thing. Okay. You start. Okay. Go for it. I Here's what I think. I think everyone made delicious pizzas. I personally think that my the structure of mine and the quality won. That's what I think. I think that here's what I do think. I think that if we saw Marekko's cheese pizza, I think that would have won. But we didn't see that one. If that one was the one you picked up, I think my vote would have been for Marekko. In regards to presentation, if if Craig's wasn't so crackery crispy, I think he would have won. I think it's a tight. All three of us have different voices. And I think that's the best part of three different pizzas. <laughs> but that's what I think. My honest to God, my and I'm down the middle. I, I I was ready to vote for both of you. So no no calls for vote vote favor. You know what to do. I, None I, of that. You know what? Is that all here's the now? thing. I, all that bravado. Of, listen of to me. Monday. Listen to me. Of all three of us, I was the least shit talking of all three of us. <laughs> this guy wants to. You want to kick my ass. You. This is the bullshit, isn't it? I never. I never. I am with you. 
I'm with you in this situation. I'm looking forward to the side bets because <laughs> so far I'm looking real good. If I get one more side bet to win, then I've shot the moon. Oh, see, you're one I'm of not telling you what happened. The rules. So, so your idea of winning now is winning something that we know nothing that about. You, is that the only way you can here's win? Here's the problem. That's, if, that's, you know about the si- if you know about the side bets, then I can't win. So I'm very excited about whatever the f- happens. I'm hoping that the next time we do this Fakakta thing, that it's one picture. I don't. I. I, I don't want to do the videos. <laughs> I'm not gonna. We're not gonna beat you with the fucking. You know, with the fucking camera woman. And we're not gonna do it. <laughs> However, I think That's that. Mar- I think Marek got a camera person too. I, I'm not. My family doesn't want to buy any part of this bullshit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Serious. One picture. Next time we do this, one picture with some captions. No fucking too much work. I have life to lead. Vote for me. There you go. Okay. That was over 30 seconds. Morocco, this is your, this is your rally for, right. uh, for uh, votes. Or if that's what you want, go for it. Yeah. So I just – what I want to – like I said in my video, in my presentation, which you can see, we all have our highlights up of our of – our, how we made our pizza. But what I, what I wanted to do is create an inviting environment where you would want to come and enjoy this pizza along with me. And so I just was trying to take everybody along for a ride like I was, like you were there sipping on a beer or a glass of wine uh, for a dinner party. We're talking shit, making pizza. I just wanted it to be a good time. And again, this is what I do literally every week. Uh, this isn't just for the competition. This is, I'm actually doing it again on Monday, um, be making dinner. So uh, if you want to come eat dinner with me, I want to, I want your vote. I'm, I would love your vote. You were trying to get my mother to vote for you. That was. Yeah. That was I almost posted. Down. My ice cream brings <laughs> Jeff's mom to the yard, but then yeah, I thought that fucking, was a little too you know, much. <laughs> yeah, super too much. Like beyond super too much. Like totally too much. And number two is, she doesn't want all that raspberry stuff. Straight vanilla, you won with her, mm. but she ain't watching this, and she ain't watching. I'm not letting her watch your thing, and you can't. You can't start. You can't start wooing my mother. It's obnoxious. all right craig it's all you okay so this all started as a bit of fun last week you know we're gonna make a pizza (laughs) making a bit of a competition now jeff is playing this down but jeff has been the most competitive crazy He's been trying to psych me out with text messages. Uh, he's he's desperate to win. I he was just sure. won't allow himself to, to say the I word. I was sure. I was happy. Jeff. I was happy for you. I knew you were going to have good good quality, and I and I was like ready for you to win. I don't. You guys don't realize. I don't give a fuck. But if, you, if, you, if it works in my favor, this is all. Uh, this is all a ruse. Believe me. <laughs> Jeff is believe betting. Those side scenes. Jeff, Jeff is betting against. Been guys, taking this guys, very you, very you, seriously. If that works in my favor, fine. But you're for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're for sure. You're barking up the wrong tree. Go ahead. You're worried about me. So you're I think. I think it, when it's down to the three of us, I think we can rule Jeff <laughs> off the table immediately. Why? Because he didn't even make the. Um, he basically put a few things together and stuck it in the Excuse me. When this is over, I have a question. Go ahead. You should be in politics. Oh, yeah. He's not even giving me my, my 30 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> You're talking about me for the whole so, 30 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> so Jeff's off the yeah. table. Well, this is me and Morocco yeah, are left yeah. because we were the only ones who right. actually cooked mm-hmm. a pizza. Now, you know, great pizza by Morocco, but he, he, I think he felt the need. He knew it wasn't completely up to scratch. He had to make the ice cream and the garlic knots. <laughs> he, he knew it wasn't a winning pizza. <laughs> 
So a vote for Craig yeah. is a vote for good pizza. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If you appreciate good pizza, yeah. you should be voting for me. From scratch, no extra, no bells and whistles. Did you? Did you? Three simple toppings. That's all it Guys, takes. Guys, this so, is the yeah. homemade vote thing. Craig. You got. I mean, you got to do whatever it takes. And and I mean, come on, <laughs> Morocco. Did you have? Did you make the sauce? No. Uh, it's yeah. it's from a can. Oh, you wow, put it in the you wow. put it in the you put it in the container, right? Yeah. Well, I, I had it from a previous dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. So, Craig, Craig, did you did you make the prosciutto? You ra- did you um, rear? Did that pig suckle on your titties? Jeez. <laughs> 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 uh, for this show <laughs> no it was it was shop bought prosciutto <laughs> oh. anyway the voting will be open from the time you hear this so Monday morning um, there'll be a poll on on Instagram the win we'll discuss the vote next week the winner will then um, set the the dish for the following week can we also um, agree that it should just be a, a picture and not a whole big production because I mean seriously, what are we gonna spend? We I feel sorry for you guys because I know you guys spent way more time than I did. So I, I just it seems like we we, we gotta do. What are we, I'm gonna I'm gonna just well call up one of my chef friends to do it for me. But you might you might as well have anyway. Let's face it. Let's <laughs> I face mean, it. look, winner's a winner. I Ding mean, dong, pizza listen, delivery. Only, yeah. only, listen, remember Goldilocks? <laughs> one was too hot, one was too cold, one was just right. I'm Goldilocks. My pizza was Goldilocks pizza. Just right. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't try it. Don't try it. I might do that. Right. Okay. Voting is open um, um, from today. Let's talk about the week to come. You know what I'm looking forward to? What's the that? The fact that Broadbeck Ironworks has changed their their promo code to knife talk 10. So if 10. you get if you get yourself a grinder from Broadback Ironworks, I talked to Vince. I talked to Vince once a week. You will get uh, 10% off the grinder and the shipping's included. It's an awesome grinder. Horizontal, vertical, you get the platen, you have all the arms that are very uh, reasonably priced. They'll fit on the slack belt. I'm telling you what I love this grinder. My other grinders I don't even use anymore. I use them for little things, but it's like my my if I'm using my grinder, I got three. I'm always using the Broadback. It's just so easy to use, user friendly. It's a terrific grinder. And if you go to and thanks to Chris, you can all thank Chris Cash by the way. Chris Cash of the Axe and Iron Podcast. Call if you want to talk about a guy who is the most brutally honest of all time. Chris Cash, and he's going to come on the Full Blast podcast soon. He called up Vince and said, "This five percent's bullshit. You got to change it to ten percent." <laughs> so Chris Cash has got it. Chris Cash is your guy. He made Vince and Ryan change it to ten percent. So Knife Talk Ten gives you ten percent on um, your Broadback Ironworks. Yeah, BroadbackIronworks.com. Right. Um, we talked about Buffin earlier, um, and the secret is they may well be working on a prototype to help with Buffin. Mm. Keep it under your hat, They got guys. prototypes up the wazoo. I mean, the surface grinders, yeah. and they got all sorts of stuff. They're, they're knife makers making grinders for other knife makers. It's great. Mm. Cool. Cool. BroadbackIronworks.com, and it's Knife Talk 10, not 5. Right. Knife Talk 10. 10% off. 
Mareko, this time next week, do you think this uh, this knife will be shipping? Do you think we're done? <laughs> uh, let's hope. Hopefully, yeah. As soon as, as, soon as some of this uh, supply gets here from Texas Ferry Supply, I'll be back on it. Um, but until that gets here, I'm going to be starting over on some steel for that other knife. Um, and I'm going to hopefully <laughs> not fuck up again. I'm actually, I'm going <laughs> to intentionally add just a little extra material just to make sure I got plenty there. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, things should go pretty smooth this week. I'm actually getting ready to go to the beach though. Uh, over oh, here on the coast of Washington and go out there with the family for a few days. Uh, our, my, my sister-in-law, their family has a, a cabin out there. So we're going to go out and hang out at the beach for a couple of days. It should be nice to get a little, uh, R and R from the shop. Cause I'm basically in the shop every damn day. <sighs> Look forward to it. Mm, nice. Nice. Jeffrey. I got a lot going on. One is uh, Fader Knives EDC is back up with the, uh, well, never went anywhere, but now we're, uh, the money is going to go for the Fader Knives EDC at Peekskill Coffeehouse is going to go to this great educational initiative where I, we worked with the uh, Peekskill uh, NAACP and they noticed that during the coronavirus, so many kids were unable to do the distance learning because either their family didn't have good Wi-Fi or any Wi-Fi or they didn't have computers. So the Peak Skill Educational Foundation and the NAACP are, are doing an initiative to raise money to make sure that all the kids, if there is social distance learning, distance learning from home, which there most likely will be, that kids aren't left behind. So all the money going to uh, the Fader Knives EDC is going to go to we, with the Board of Education, we're going to be uh, we're going to be uh, trying to help kids and make sure that you know when it comes down to it, there's you know there's no reason why it's not their fault, regardless of your political opinions. It's not these kids' fault if they can, and if they can't do the work, it's a fucking problem. And then uh, Trevor Kunk and I are going to be knocking out some uh, sandwich knives, and these this offset's rated super sweet. Trevor is. The sam if we do a sandwich competition, I'm gonna just get him to fill in for me and, and no one's gonna come close. <laughs> his sandwiches are ridiculous and I'm actually gonna post some of his sandwiches. The, the name of the knife is we finally figured it out. It's called the Eagle of Sandwiches. And it, a lot of it comes from Tony used to have a business called United We Sandwich and and he would do like lots of sandwich recipes and stuff. Like, I kind of wasn't business. It was like a uh, I think it was like a Instagram page. So we decided to take the logo from United We Sandwich and use it. So this is the eagle of sandwiches. Mm. Yeah. That would be that would be a good challenge, the sandwich, because uh, it's wide yeah. open to so many Look different things. Asses. When I when we when I do announce it next week, it's that's what it's gonna be. So <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be a sub probably be a subway from you. Yeah, you you Jared you're Jared from Subway then. <laughs> Um, what I'm looking forward to this week, um, so a bit of normality with regards to the house. Um, I should be getting, starting to ship some of these 100 knives, these sustainable knives that we started a long, long time ago. Um, so they should start shipping as soon as the packaging is here. And that means I can move on to the next, the next big project, which is going to be, um, like a, like a, like a camp knife kind of thing. So I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth into something new. Um, also, with regards to the Makery, the, the podcast network for makers, um, we've got a new show coming out this week, um, which is on Tuesday, and it's by a 14-year-old blacksmith. 
um, called Kenzie Aaron, and you may have already heard him on the um, on another podcast, which is on the on the network called Work for It. This kid is fourteen. He's already recorded a few of the episodes, which I've already heard. It is unbelievable the knowledge, um, the way he sort of presents himself. So it's called the Young Makers, and he's going to be uh, speaking to other makers, and not not just knife makers, but other creatives who are who are younger. And also talking about making from a, a young person's perspective. So that's going to launch on Tuesday. So I really hope that's, that's you know, a success for him because th- this kid is just, he's unbelievable. So, yes, yeah, so that's the Young Makers. So keep a lookout for uh, the Makery Network on Tuesday launching this new nice. show. We did launch a show last week as well called The Art of Craftsmanship, which is Dustin Devon who have the, the Art of Craftsmanship YouTube channel. They've now got the podcast on the network as well. Um, but that was last week. So, yeah, so this week it's all about the launching the, the Young Makers. Um, and I said, I've already heard a few of the episodes. And it's it, it just blew my mind, the, the way this, this, this kid thinks and, as I say, presents himself and so on. So, yeah, so check it out, The Young Makers. That will be available from Tuesday. Look at you, the king, the podcasting king, kingpin. Kingpin. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite there yet. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it for the week. I've got my sister coming over on Friday to stay with us for a week as well, which is, which is exciting. I haven't seen her for a long time, um, and you know she loves the babies, so she's going to spend a lot of time with them as well. So it's, it's going to be fun. Um, here in France, um, I, I, th- I talked about it last year. Every sort of July and August, um, we have these, these night markets, they're called. And basically, that means the whole village, they all get out... And they have these massive uh, table, like trestle tables for thousands of people and all the local farmers will come and cook and they have live music. And they, they do that like each village will do it once a week throughout July and August. So, you know, with, with all the neighbouring villages, you could eat out every night of the week at these what they call night markets. But obviously they've all been cancelled this year because of the, the social distancing. Um, but our local village here, because there's so few people in the village um, and... You know, it's it's never busy here, and there's been no cases here, and so on. The local mayor has decided that we're going to have one on Friday, so I'm really looking forward to that. Just getting out and you know, up keeping my distance from people, but just seeing people and just I don't know a bit of normality. So we're looking forward to that Friday. Pick up my sister from the airport, and we're going to go straight there. So it's going to be fun. So yeah, it's a good week. Uh, we promised to be a good week. Let's hope it uh, lives up to it. That's a show. That is a show. We're just over 90 minutes. Um, we're trying to keep things a little briefer than usual, whereas we, we've had a few shows go over sort of two hours now. So I think 90 minutes is the way to go. We've, we've gone over 90 minutes, as you'd imagine. But, um, yeah, it's a good show. What do you think, guys? Fantastic. <laughs> Great. They, that's, a, that's a review for I iTunes. Love it. Just fantastic. That's all people need Listen, to do. Pop on I, iTunes. I love talking and- to you motherfuckers. I, I enjoy it very much. It's a lot of fun. I think it's great. Absolutely. But yeah, pop on iTunes, stick a review on, um, and it helps us out massively because it gets us discovered by more people. And the more people listen to our our crazy bullshit, the, uh, the happier we'll <laughs> did be. You, did you notice that I didn't... Three of us uh, have these crazy egos. That <laughs> did you notice that I didn't promote my own podcast? I kept my mouth shut. You did mention it earlier, I didn't. didn't you? you did I mention did not. It. You did? You, you, you definitely said the words... Mm. The title, yeah, I can't remember in what hmm. context. But anyway, I, I listened to your show with with Jarrod this week. It's um, good. The mayor, or or yeah, the, the the mayor or the witch, the witch of where? Don't is worry it? about that. You got to listen to the podcast <laughs> to find out. Yeah, it's a good show. Good show. So yeah, make sure you listen to the full blast podcast too. Keep Jeff happy. <laughs> <laughs>
Keep me well, up. you're going to be on it next week. Ooh, ooh, teaser. Yeah. I got some great guests. I'm full. Mareko's going to be on. I got, I got, I'm, I'm booked up and through October. Ridiculous. <laughs> no time to make pizza. Damn right. That's the show. We shall speak to you all very soon. Bye for now. Oh, oh, oh. and voting is now open. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.